listening to the PharmaXL podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network with over 100,000 downloads a month. Hello, PharmDays. I'm Katrina, your host and a fellow pharmacist. And on this show, I want to help you unlock your potential and flourish as a pharmacist. We'll cover everything in pharmacy, from ways to own your career to self-care, to insights in digital health, pharmacogenomics, and beyond. So PharmDs, stay tuned, because your journey to be inspired to own and excel in your pharmacy career starts here now. pharmacists and welcome back to another episode of the PharmXL podcast. I hope you found the last two episodes about my career journey a little bit inspiring and also a motivation for you that if you're um, facing a particular challenge or hurdle in your career to know that we all have challenges and hurdles and you can absolutely overcome them if you set your mind to it. In the last season uh, on purpose We set the foundation of your thinking about your career. We talked about your why and your purpose and your direction, not just in your career, but in your entire life. We talked in a lot of depth about your identity beyond a pharmacist, and it is imperative that you have a life and purpose beyond your career, because that is when you excel in your career, when you have a bigger vision for your life, and your career is only a component of that. The problem I see a lot of pharmacists make is uh, they put their... career as the be all and end all and their life revolves around their career rather than the other way around. I have to admit I was guilty of that and it was a wake-up call for me and it was the time that I changed that narrative around that I started to find hobbies and side gigs and so on like writing and podcasting and things like that outside my career that I really started to find a way to fit in and find a way to combine my hobbies with my career Uh, to lift other pharmacists up and also to provide the best patient care I possibly can. We also talked about not relying on external validation to feel fulfilled. The reason I'm covering all of these again is because they're fundamental to how you set your career strategy. Now you hopefully have an idea of what your why or your purpose is. And in this season or these coming uh, couple of episodes, I want to talk specifically about the how. How do you build an excelling career? And look, frankly, I don't really have the perfect answer. Uh, For the first 10 years, as I talked about in a lot of depth in the first two episodes of this season, I've been kind of winging it. But in the last three years, I've finally figured things out and made a pivot. So just assume I'm sharing with you my how based on the last three years of building my career. Let's just say that when I graduated, I was on cruise mode. I didn't know where I was going and I had no idea what my final destination was. I did not have a goal. I did not have a strategy. I did not have anything figured out. I just followed the crowds. A big mistake. Like many graduates, I graduated and resigned to my fate of retail pharmacy. All I knew was that I could either be a retail or hospital pharmacist. And well, since I missed out on hospital pharmacy, as you've heard in my first uh, episode, retail was my only option and was the best of my ambitions back then. A job that paid me enough to keep me paying my bills, keep my kids at school, pay my mortgage and that kind of thing. Little did I know that it was a recipe for loss of ambition. I don't know that many pharmacists graduate with a career roadmap and I think fundamentally this is because they never really cover um, 
other career path and options in undergraduate education. So every graduate just fits in the same mold of our pharmacist predecessors and upholds the ancient traditions of our pharmacy ancestors. The next two to three episodes are dedicated to every pharmacist who recently graduated or experienced who has not figured their career pathway. And to myself, 10 years ago, this is the kind of thing that I wish someone had told me earlier, and the advice I wish I had received when I graduated. Let me start by highlighting something very important. You cannot, and I say again, you cannot not have a career plan with a strategy to get to your final destination. This was my biggest failure, which I have learned a lot from, by the way. The reason why I'm here with this podcast is so that so many don't make my mistake. You cannot trust the industry or your professors to have this figured out for you or help you with this. You graduate and every pharmacist is left to their own destiny. You receive very little help, let alone from colleagues who are probably competing with you for the same market positions. It's okay to spend a year understanding the nature of pharmacy and then start to figure out. But the majority, including myself, just trot along from one day to the next until they start to lose their motivation and just keep going regardless of their misery, complaining about the stresses in pharmacy, or sometimes they get stressed and burnt out, and some may quit on pharmacy, or some may get an awakening like myself. But I have to admit, I don't really see many that do. And this is uh, my way of helping other pharmacists uh, to get that awakening so that they have fulfilling careers and excel in their pharmacy careers because I believe it is absolutely possible. So the main message of this podcast episode is to figure it out early. And before I get talking about pharmacy career strategy, there is also one very important concept I want to cover and it is one of my biggest or my biggest pharmacy career mistakes. And here it is. I want to share this with you. It is something that I've come across recently and I've been thinking about it a lot. I believe that the older days, knowledge is power is a possible lie set to us to keep us in the employment loop, hoarding more status with our degrees without knowing exactly how to turn that knowledge into actual power. It was the moment that I started to build upon my pharmacy knowledge with specialized niche knowledge and turn that into wealth that I started to know what power is. In my opinion, acquiring knowledge doesn't lead to power unless you know how to build an indispensable skill set with it and turn it into wealth. And arguably in our current economic climate, those with more wealth hold more power. Knowledge truly makes you more intelligent. And this is what we graduate with, right? We all graduate with generalized pharmacy knowledge. And it makes us more intelligent and informed when it comes to decision making about, you know, patient care and so on. But I wouldn't really say it makes us more powerful. Here's the thing, when we graduate, we graduate with truckloads of pharmacy knowledge. Does it make us wealthy immediately? No. Does it make us more powerful? Well, it didn't make me more powerful. Then I started to acquire several credentials. Did that make me any wealthier? No. Did it make me more powerful? Again, certainly not. I felt much smarter for sure, but certainly not more powerful. I felt more empowered and competent to help my patients, but I can't say I felt any wealthier or more powerful. You get the point. So what's the missing link then? I know we want to map a good career strategy. I know we want to fulfill our aspirations. But I don't think that truly happens to the core with just generalized pharmacy knowledge. Especially when we go hunting down credentials for the sake of credentials, just because they're trending and so on, 
or it may be something that we are momentarily interested in. They have to align with our purpose. And I talked about this a lot in my episode about credentials not being everything and they have to align with your bigger purpose and pathway for your career. Let me tell you this, and I couldn't say it any better than Napoleon Hill, author of Think and Grow Rich. The missing link in all systems of education may be found in the failure of educational institutions to teach their students how to organize and use knowledge after they acquire it. Most of the professors have but little money. They specialize in teaching the knowledge, but they do not specialize in the organization or the use of that knowledge. And it is organization and use of that knowledge that I have used in the past two years to build my career and it is the key to building wealth, power and a fulfilling career, especially when it aligns with your bigger purpose. Let me ask you this, how many wealthy professors or lecturers have you met in your lifetime? They might have a comfortable lifestyle, but I don't think they're either rich or wealthy. Well, not the ones that I've met anyway. On the other hand, how many wealthy individuals have you heard of who don't even have a college degree? From Henry Ford to Bill Gates to Richard Branson, I could fill the page with their names. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. These are all one-of-a-kind industry giants. But this is the exact mindset that leads you to not being on your path to building wealth. Because you think it's impossible. You think what's possible for these people is not possible for you. If you read some of their biographies or or any biography for a wealthy figure, you'll see how what's possible for them is entirely possible for any of us. In fact, some of them have been far less privileged in their lives than you and I, with not even access to education for a start, and so they rose out of the ashes, literally. The more I think about it, the more it bewilders me. I'm not really revolting against our educational systems, but I honestly very much doubt they set us up to be rich and create wealth and be truly fulfilled in our careers. They just don't teach us these things at university. They just give us generalized knowledge. They set us up to acquire degrees to get trapped in the professional rat race. And if you're lucky enough, it may be something that you enjoy doing for the rest of your life. Although I have seen a lot of pharmacists jump a lot of career hoops. So I don't think this applies to the majority. Wealth and a fulfilling career is possible for anyone who turns their faithful desire into an actionable plan. My secret recipe is one that I discussed in the last episode. It is about imagination and ideas. And when you combine that with specialized knowledge that aligns with your purpose, you have the key to wealth. For two years, for example, I wrote online. I wrote articles, I wrote in every possible outlet I could get my hands on and wrote until I got so good at it that people reached out to hire me. And that was the beginning of my route to writing and I talked about that in my journey in pharmacy in the last couple of episodes or the two episodes before the last episode. I read about how to do it, then I applied everything I learned. I absorbed everything I could get my hands on like a sponge. Honestly, if I could eat books, I would have. The point I'm trying to make out of all this that aligns with your career strategy is that you need specialized knowledge that aligns with your purpose. And if you have that, then that's great. Now figure out how to turn that into money, into wealth. Because it is true that we don't need money to make us happy as I said, but it does make life a lot better and can contribute to fulfillment as well, especially when it is purpose-driven. So here is here are the four things I did and I'm going to repeat them again because they align with the last episode on imagination and visualization of your career. Number one, I built specialized knowledge in writing. Number two, I imagined ways by which I could turn that knowledge into money. Number three, I developed a plan to turn imagination into action. And number four, I actioned that plan. So the recipe is specialized knowledge plus ideas or imagination plus a plan plus 
Taking action equals money, power, fulfillment in your career. Now let me tell you where most people fail. They achieve step one, which is building the specialized knowledge through credentials and so on, and they go work for someone who benefits from their specialized knowledge. Or they get to step three, which is developing a plan to turn their imagination and ideas into action, but then life's chaos gets in the way, takes over, and then they ultimately quit. I know because I've been there. Knowledge is powerful when it is organized and put into use for a definite purpose through practical plans and application to some worthy end. I have used these four steps in a myriad of ways and I've used them to build my own private consulting practice, which I launched seven months ago. And I'm using them to build my upcoming program, which is empowering pharmacists to build their careers. And I talked about that in the ad and I'll put a link to that in the episode notes so that you can join the waiting list if you're interested. I'm combining my specialized knowledge in areas of pharmacy I'm passionate about with my imagination to develop a sustainable model that generates revenue and serves my patients and I'm working on an innovative way to transfer this knowledge to pharmacists who want to build fulfilling careers too. The point is, specialized knowledge aligned with your purpose and passion is the key to being a cut above the rest and it is the key to making you more fulfilled. We graduate as generalist pharmacists. I think it is important that you develop your knowledge in a niche because it sets you apart. As long as it aligns with your end goal, of course, and not just another certification that is trending. When it aligns with your end goal and your bigger purpose for your career and your life, you'll easily find ways to turn it to money because you'll be more driven about the outcome and you'll be passionate about it. So if you ask me what my biggest career mistake is, like I alluded to earlier, and in case it wasn't obvious enough, my biggest career mistake is that I graduated with the understanding that I am powerful with all this knowledge around my belt, but I truly wasn't. I graduated and stuck my head down and counting pills like 80-90% to 90% of pharmacists out there with little knowledge of what awaited me. I graduated thinking that... The knowledge I acquired in my undergraduate degree was the be-all and end-all to get me to where I want and was my ultimate career goal. It was my ultimate destination, but it wasn't. It was only the beginning and I needed to build upon that knowledge with specialized knowledge that aligns with my purpose and my passions. And this is how I turned that into money or wealth. And that brings me some fulfillment, not all of it, but a good amount that makes me comfortable in my life. Don't go away, I'll be back right after the break. Hey pharmacists, I'm interrupting this podcast to bring you some phenomenal news. I'm working on something super exciting to elevate your pharmacy career. Head over to www.katrinaazer.com to find out more and join the waitlist if you're interested. Before I get or dive into the depth of working out or mapping your career strategy, I want to cover some basics first in this episode. Firstly, you need to ask yourself these vital questions. Where are you going? Do you have a destination or are you just in cruise mode like me? Just, you know, navigating life haphazardly, navigating your career randomly, just breezing through it. You might be happy, you may not, but it is important that you have a final destination. You could be in your final destination now. You could make it work out for you, but the important thing is knowing how or what it is that you want from your career. What is your ultimate goal? Remember in the last episode, we talked about daring to dream or thinking of ways by which you could use your knowledge as a pharmacist beyond four walls or even within the four walls in a way that fulfills you. Think about your patients. How do they want to be served your knowledge? Where do they need help? And how could you meet 
their needs while creating a sustainable revenue model for yourself that allows you to thrive. Just think with no limits. Think outside the box. And on this very note, I want to actually read you out a chapter from a book called Think and Grow Rich. This book has been instrumental in shaping my career and helping me fulfill my plans or my bigger plans for my career. I'm sorry this is going to sound like an audiobook, but I think this is important to the concept that I'm going to discuss in this podcast. So listen up. This chapter is called Organized Planning. The particular chapter title is How to Get the Exact Position You Desire. Step number one, decide exactly what kind of a job you want. If the job doesn't already exist, perhaps you can create it. Isn't it funny that this is what I did in my career, but it's only yesterday that I read this chapter. Second, choose the company or individual for whom you wish to work. I would also add, you could also work for yourself. You don't actually have to choose a company or individual. Although, if you wanted to build a bigger vision, it's good to practice working for a company like when I started working in the telepharmacy space. Third, study your prospective employer as to policies, personnel, and chances of advancement. Fourth, by analysis of yourself, your talents and capabilities, figure what you can offer and plan ways and means of giving advantages, services, developments, ideas that you believe you can successfully deliver. This is exactly what I did when I approached that CEO to get my telepharmacy or virtual pharmacist role. I went in and told them what I have to offer to help them and their team to advance patient care. Fifth, forget about a job. Forget whether or not there is an opening. Forget the usual routine of, have you got a job for me? Concentrate on what you can give. Again, this is exactly what I did. They had no opening, no job advertised. I went and created a role for myself. It is absolutely possible for anyone who sees opportunities. Number six, Once you have your plan in mind, arrange with an experienced writer to put it on paper in neat form and in full detail. You may not need a writer, you could do it yourself, although there is immense benefit in getting someone to do a proper write-up for you, especially someone who who is specialized in persuasive copywriting. Number seven, present it to the proper person with authority and he will do the rest. Every company is looking for men who can give something of value, whether it be ideas, services, or connections. Every company has room for the man who has a definite plan for action, which is to the advantage of that company. This line of procedure may take a few days or weeks of extra time, but the difference in income and advancement and in gaining recognition will save years of hard work at small pay. It has many advantages, the main one being that it will often save from one to five years of time in reaching a chosen goal. Every person who starts or gets in halfway up the ladder does so by deliberate and careful planning. I hope that has given you some motivation and insight into how you could actually create a role for you that is based on your specific goal and destination. This is not something that I said, this is word for word what was written in that book and it's funny that I've just come across it yesterday when it is something that I implemented three years ago. It does prove my point that you can absolutely create your career regardless of whether it's present or or not you can create a role for yourself whether you work for yourself or apply for a role to someone else you just need to think outside the box if you don't have any idea write your ultimate goal your ultimate destination where do you wish to see yourself in 20 years and then work backwards 
What steps do you need to take to make that happen? I know along the lines you'll say, I want to have happiness and prosperity and be financially secure. We all want that. So it's important to think about how can you achieve that financial security? Yes, money doesn't buy happiness, but we all know that it makes it a whole lot better. Here is a trick. Don't just be financially driven because that can lead you to make decisions that aren't in your best interest or make career decisions that ultimately lead you back to square one. You want financial decisions wrapped around your purpose, your why, and if you need a reminder of all that, please go back to season one episodes. Here are some more questions to guide you through this exercise. What are your career aspirations and what options are there in pharmacy that you could pursue? You must explore And in order to do that, you must network to know what other pathways in your industry other pharmacists have pursued. And by the way, I have a link to a LinkedIn article that I'm going to put in the episode notes that I wrote about 101 ways with a farm day. They're all the career pathways that I have come across that have been pursued by other pharmacists. There are possibly more um, than what I have written and it is not, well, it is a non-exhaustive list. But I'll add a link to it in my podcast show notes so that you can refer to it as well. Some pharmacists think that the development of their career is out of their hands. After all, you can't get a job, promotion or project without someone else giving it to you, right? But you must have control over your career. On one level, it is true that you need to get someone to give you a role or a job. However, what you do and how far you go in life is in reality up to one person and that's you. Great careers don't just happen. I'll say it again, great careers don't just happen. If you want a career that excites and challenges you, you need to plan for it. You can get it if it's there, you can apply for it, and you can create it through a strategy. So in the next episode, we're going to dive into the intricate details of putting together that strategy. But for now, I want you to take these questions away and answer them so that you're ready for the next episode. I'll repeat them again. Where are you going in your career? Do you have a destination or are you just cruising? What are your career aspirations? What is your end goal? What options are there in pharmacy that you could pursue or you have seen others pursue and you want to emulate them? You must explore and in order to do that, you must network to know what other pathways have been taken by other pharmacists. So it's really important that you build a network and I'm going to talk or and elaborate on that further in upcoming episodes and I may have already covered it in the past but it is really really fundamental to network and find out what other pharmacists are doing. I urge you to take some time to reflect and answer these questions until next week. Trust me you won't regret it. Get a pen and a paper and scribble down your thoughts. It's okay that you don't have clarity and you won't have clarity now. That comes later. As I said in the last episode Put your ideas down, your brain will think about them if you give it space to. Give yourself time to just sit in silence and contemplate. It is time well invested, trust me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Farmixel podcast and I can't wait to dive into the depth of mapping a career strategy next episode. I know I have spent a lot of time talking what needs to be done before putting together a career strategy but I assure you next episode we're going to dive into the depth of it and look out for the next episode you've been listening to the farm excel podcast if you haven't yet subscribe rate and give us a review of this podcast feel free to send us your questions and comments to discuss on the show and join me next week for another amazing conversation thank you for listening